downtown Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas, a very cold Boulder, Colorado. We got 12 inches of snow here today. And how fitting that we're on the line with the founders of Argent Skis, Ander Tallett and Jenny Grieve. Thanks very much for joining us. Great, thank you. Thanks, George. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, founding a new ski company, I mean, exciting, it sounds challenging, but it also sounds incredibly scary. I mean, what a competitive market. How did you come up with the idea to do this? Uh, so it really came out of, you know, our lifelong passion for skiing and looking at the market and kind of where it was going and feeling like there was an opportunity there to come up with a ski company that, that was innovative and uh, really pushing the market towards the potential of all of these new technologies coming together, uh, the new shapes and rocket profiles and core and construction materials, uh, and trying to leverage those as much as possible. So we feel like there's there's really something we can do there that's unique. Jenny? Yes, I think Andre nailed it perfectly. You know, we are both so passionate about skiing. We are lifelong skiers, and not only did we see an opportunity in the world of the types of skis that are out there, we saw an opportunity to get more involved in the world that we love, which is skiing. Now, one of the things that I immediately thought of is, one, you've got to have the business acumen to put something like this together, but then where do you go to find uh, someone who will do the construction and put your product together? Where do you get the materials? I mean, you had a huge undertaking here. Uh, it, was a, it was a very uh, challenging process. So uh, I came at it from... I ran my own company, my own startup, uh, out of business school for three years, and I sold that company a couple of years ago. And this is my next startup after that. Uh, this is the next company I want to work on. And the first thing I did was bring Jenny on board. Uh, we've been skiing together for years. Uh, I know she was a, a graphic designer and a really natural fit here for the company. But yes, it, it was a challenge uh, finding manufacturer that would fit with what we were looking for, finding partners and, and putting the whole package together. It's absolutely been a, a very interesting but challenging process. And what kind of timeline are you on? So this year was our, what I would call, soft launch or beta. We do sell the skis publicly, but generally speaking, we didn't do any marketing or advertising. We were limited in the approach that we took in this season, and I stand by that decision to say we want to make sure we dial in everything absolutely right before we move into the retail space, we move into a, a broader public launch, and from the fantastic feedback we've gotten this year, next year is really going to be our move into uh, a broader, more public Argent speech. And where did you see the hole or the gap, the need for a new ski? It came out of the years of spending time on fat and rocker powder skis and seeing how the market had shifted from the you know the original fatter skis. Uh, and I was somebody who was on the pocket rockets the year they came out. Great skis, love them. But to the, the more modern shapes that were coming out and being able to blend uh, the side cut and the pro rocker profile and the materials, and I felt like the companies weren't really fully leveraging that. They weren't 
they were selling skis a little bit based on uh, more what somebody's going to ski the very first time. They go out on a blue run and they want uh, more of a stiffer, flatter ski. And, and that's a great ski for very limited conditions. But we thought there was an opportunity there to push the market forward and come up with something that is really the perfect all-mountain, everyday ski uh, across the board for every skier. And how did you come up with the name for the company? I mean, you've really nailed a cool name. <laughs> Thanks. That, that, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, we did a lot of searching out there in terms of the, uh, there's some, some family history involved uh, with the, the European connection, and there's also just looking around and trying to nail that concept of, you know, this is a ski that, uh, that stands out in the marketplace. So there was a lot of work there coming up with a, a, very, a very cool standout kind of name. That's what we went with. Now, I have to say, the graphics that you came up with are absolutely beautiful. You've got some amazing-looking skis. And while I know the top skin doesn't have a whole lot to do with performance, it certainly does catch the eye. So what goes into that? What's the process that you put behind developing a design to go on a ski? Well, I'm going to hand that off 100% to Jenny, who's been in charge of that from the start. Well, George, thank you for the compliments. <laughs> uh, so in the rest of my life, I work as a designer in both the world of user experience and visual design. So I was able to bring some of that expertise from the iterative design process and the visual design world into the creation of the top sheets. And the real high-level process to designing those top sheets was sitting down with Ander and the rest of our team to think about what is this ski who is and who is going to ski it and what do we want to draw from to potentially use as elements on the ski. From there, I would start putting together some ideas and um, you know collecting feedback from, from our team and iterating the design to get us to the finish line. And then do you have another group that looks at them once you've put it together and released a design or before you actually release it, you know, on a wide basis or for production, do you have other people go through it? We are doing that pretty informally right now. So we aren't necessarily doing any sort of widespread formal user testing of the visual designs, but we do rely on friends and family, and we're also in, it's been great in that our customers that we have from just this first year have been so responsive about taking photos, texting us, emailing us, and letting us know what's happening with the keys, and we really have heard nothing but positive feedback on the visual design of those top sheets, which is great. Well, as you should, because those were not hollow compliments. I, when I saw your lineup, I was just like, oh my gosh, these are beautiful. I mean, you really nailed the colors as well. Yes, thank you. We, um, we, you know, there's also something wanting to tie back to the idea of the company and what Ander mentioned in, and what the name embodies. So, Argent, thinking about heraldry, thinking about um, something that is distinguished. And so 
one of the things we do like to aim for with our current lineup and the designs that we have there is, as you can really see from the get-go, it's very different than some other brands that take take a theme and go to town with the theme. I'm thinking of some of the K2 schemes from the recent past that in some respects can be a little bit gory, a little bit too crazy, a little bit too scary. So that wasn't really something that we have been aiming for with the current lineup and our visual designs. We've been looking for something that has some great colors, has some great symbols and designs to them, and drawing on all of those different elements to bring that feeling of this is a great ski um, to the table. So, Andre, uh, I just want to get oh, sorry, I just want to get Jenny Fair there too. With you know, from the start, uh, with her being the unified director of all of the design work, when you look at our family of skis, and we've got additional skis coming out next season, and this applies to them as well. Uh, I feel like all of them really come together as as a family of skis. When you look at subtle differences like our 92s versus our OSQs, there's a lot of design elements that carry over. But things like the arrow, the argent arrow that we have built into the ski, there are some subtle changes uh, along both of the skis when you look at them that shows that, yeah, these are, these are family of skis, but they also, uh, you know, have distinct differences between them. So I think it's been really cool seeing that process unfold of watching this develop as sort of a family of skis between all the different models. Now, I thought the arrow was really cool because it kind of goes with that quiver, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there really a one ski quiver? Yeah, so I'll fill that one. It's a very interesting question. Uh, yes is the answer, in short. The, the challenge is, of course, when somebody says, well, why do you make more than one ski? Right? <laughs> you, build, you can build a perfect one ski quiver. You build one ski, make it a few different sizes, and call it a day. That's not really what that uh, one, one ski quiver term means. The way we take it, and this is kind of the core designing philosophy of Argent as a company, is every skier has a one ski quiver. If I look at a skier, you could say, I can build you a ski that you would love to take out every single day. That isn't necessarily the same ski for every individual person. For, for each person, I can come up with a ski, and the company can come up with a ski, and that's, that's really what we're focused on. Uh, saying this is your ski, this is the ski that you would be happy to pull out uh, off the rack every morning as you're going out to the mountain, and no matter what the conditions are, no matter uh, what mountain you're on, you're going to be happy skiing it on that day, and that's our core philosophy. So tell us about your line. So right now we have uh, three skis in the lineup, and each one of those achieves that for a different skier profile. So the the kind of starting point is the Argent OSQ, the, the one ski quiver. That's a, a 132, 102, 122. It's a shape that allows you to do pretty much everything. At 102 underfoot, you can carve it. You can really get it up on edge. Uh, it's got a 15-meter or 16-meter turning radius, depending on the length. And you can really hammer on that thing on the groomer. And at the same time, it can snow a foot, and because of the rocker profile, and the aggressive rocker profile, especially on the tip, and somewhat on the tail as well, uh, you can take that uh, into deep powder. You're not going to submarine the tip. Uh, the fatter tip also means it will handle the, the powder well. 
Uh, and frankly, coming at it as a, a free ride and somewhat freestyle skier, you know, I have mine center mounted, which isn't really exactly recommended. But with a center mounted ski or with even just a traditional mount, because of that turned up tail and the, the way we've dealt with the tip and tail rocker, uh, you can even take this thing into the park. I mean, you can you can do pretty much anything you want on this ski. Uh, other than that, we're also looking at the, the 92, uh, which is more of our traditional carving ski. Uh, it's got an incredibly fat tip for carving ski. It's 129, 92, 120. Wow. So you're looking at that as a very aggressive turning radius, uh, 13 and a half meter turning radius. That kind of turning radius really lets you get up on edge on the groomers and handle much more like a, a narrower ski, a more traditional narrower ski would. It also has the rocker profile and the tip and the tail that you could take the 92 out to Vail on a powder day and have a great day. It's not the absolute design of the ski, 92 foot, but with that 129 tip, you could take it out on any day. So that's designed to somebody who prefers the groomers potentially, uh, maybe doesn't spend all of their time searching after powder like some of us do, but really wants a ski that can do pretty much everything. Uh, and actually, one of my, my absolute favorites is the ripcord. We recently redesigned this. The start of the season, it was 9,200 foot. We redesigned it to 12895, 118. And I, I absolutely love this ski. It has a rocker profile of the tip and tail where we can, we just bend up a little bit uh, back, about 200 centimeters or 200 millimeters back of the tip and tail. And then uh, traditional camber underfoot. With that and the poplar with core, lightweight, low swing weight, this thing is incredibly fun. I had to take into a park to spin, to ski switch, just to haul around the mountain on any day. 95 underfoot means that it'll still float in powder. It's not a pure powder ski by any means, but you could take it out in any conditions. Uh, these things are, are just effectively like the, the Swiss Army knife of a, a center-mounted or free-ride freestyle type ski at a symmetrical design. Uh, absolutely fun in any conditions. Lightweight, popular core, uh, so we're really proud of, of all of our skis, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been very fun and interesting testing out and trying to come up with a design that fits uh, each of those different skier profiles that we look at, and, and I think we really, I'm, I'm very, very happy with where we're at on those three right now. I gotta say, the 92, just listening to your description, I was like, oh my god, that would be a ski to run gates and then zip right over to the park. <laughs> yeah, you literally, you literally could. I mean, you actually could. You could... You could run gates and, and then, uh, you know, take it through the park and then take it in the back bowl because you felt like it. I mean, you know, a 13 and a half meter turning radius with rocker on the tip and a 129 millimeter tip, you can do pretty much anything you want. But now for marketing, don't you want to have people buying all three skis? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they might. I mean, I, I ski all three. I, you know, I love, I love skis. I love having every option. I actually had one of my best friends uh, joke. He's like, now I'm going to need many one-ski quivers. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a good point. But I think the reality of the market is that the way, the way we look at it, uh, people who love the skis, they're going to go ahead and they're going to own multiple pairs. But there's a big market out there of people who I feel like are a little bit left behind. They end up on older skis. They end up on traditional designs. And because of the cost of a new pair of skis or because they don't understand what it does for them, they don't make the upgrade. And because of that, I feel like they get left behind. They, they don't experience 
all of the things that a modern ski construction can do for them, can make them feel like a better skier, and that's what feel like, but be a better skier in a lot of these tougher conditions. Uh, anytime that it's, there's fresh snow on the ground, there's slush, there's crud, all those things that are challenging, they don't get the feeling of being able to tackle those the way that they should because they're on skis that are out of date. And, and I think that these skis uh, really help people make that move, make that transition to a modern fair ski. Yes, and if I could just add to that, that's actually what we observed over these last couple of months with our first customers. A number of them had a, the story of, we, I've been out of the skiing world for a couple of years because I was starting a family or I was, you know, racing bikes or getting into triathlon or doing something different, and now I'm ready to get back into skiing. I'm not really sure where to start. Your skis sound like they could be perfect for me. That would be pretty nice to hear. <laughs> yes. And, and, yep. and that's what we heard. So, uh, you know, so many of our – it was great to have some of those conversations with our customers of – walking them through the different models that we have and finding the right fit for them and then having them come back with satisfaction and with some of those wonderful surprises that we hear when skiers do make the upgrade from what used to be the very traditional ski to something more modern. So I've got so many questions for you and we just don't have the time for them. And this is kind of an introductory show for you all. So we will get more technical in upcoming shows. What was your goal for this year with the soft rollout, as you called it? Uh, the goal, I think, is exactly what we achieved, which was getting the skis out, making sure that we're delivering on the promise of what we want to, which is the, this you know perfect one-ski quiver for each skier profile, and then getting feedback uh, from those original customers. And all of those, I feel like, we've really executed on this season. Uh, we've, I'm very, very happy with the ski design, and I mean that both in the graphical sense and the actual physical construction of the skis. Uh, we've had great feedback from customers uh, throughout the season, and we're very well positioned, I think, for next season to say we've got a lot of experience now under our belt. We've got a lot of customers, you know, tough customers, hardcore skiers who are out there pushing these skis hard, and getting we're getting great feedback. So I feel like we're we're very happy and and looking forward to next season. Where can people go to get more information about the skis? Right now, actually, ArgentSkis.com is the way to go. So we've got a lot of information about each ski, the technical specs, turn radius, the weights. If you're looking at doing an AT rig or Kelly rig, uh, so all of that information is up online. And it is coming up to the end of the season, unless you're in Oregon where you can ski. <laughs> through the end of August. Um, are any skis still available? Yeah, we do, actually. Uh, we do have some few pairs left over from this season. Uh, we've, we had a big order come through uh, partway through the season because we had more than, than we expected in terms of demand. So uh, we've got a, a few pairs from the 15-16 the season. Uh, so reach out, and, uh, and we can certainly set somebody up with a, a new pair of Argents. And maybe a little out there question, but is there a binding system that you recommend with your skis? So we're not tied to any binding system. I mean, the, the true you know, nature of an all-mountain ski 
or free ride, free style ski. It's a flat mount construction. Uh, so there's a plate underneath that you can drill anything you want into. Uh, for preference, uh, we tend to either look at, and we've got a lot of people on AT rigs or the, the more modern kind of hybrid systems. Uh, in terms of downhill rigs, we use a lot of look binding. That's typically what, what we uh, use if we're going to mount for a customer. But it's really a uh, you know, binding agnostic kind of platform. Well, Ander Tallett, Jenny Grieve, I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us, and I look forward to uh, many future chats. Great, thank you. Thank you, George. You've been listening to Snowbound in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.